Welcome to Create Your Own Light, where we harness our past, we embrace our future, and learn to conquer the roadblocks along the way together. I'm your host, Travis Howes. Let's get on with it. This episode is brought to you by YourWelder.com. YourWelder.com is an online directory of mobile welders. Whether at your home or at your industrial processing plant, we come to you. Our community of mobile welders can repair anything from the neighbor's mailbox that you just backed into or the cat bulldozer sitting on your job site. YourWelder.com is a directory of highly skilled professionals willing to help you on your job site on your timetable. YourWelder.com screens all of their welders using tools like photos from social media apps such as Instagram, Parler, and Facebook, even face-to-face meetups. YourWelder.com was built by actual industry welding experts who actually perform this type of work on a daily basis. And here's the best part. They're veteran-owned and operated. So go check them out at YourWelder.com. And also feel free to check them out on social media where I'll include their links in the show notes. Years ago, someone told me, they said, Travis, you're never going to be able to get anybody to listen to a mental health message. And here I am dropping episode 100 of Create Your Own Light podcast, which is a mental health podcast. And I'm gearing up this year to hit my 100th live event of post-traumatic purpose. So don't tell me what can and can't be done. Um, Don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do in life. If you feel it in your heart and you feel it with every ounce of your being, then it will be. Don't ever let anybody else control your destiny. I never, I never like when people inject their personal opinions into shit that they don't even fucking understand. They do that to suck any kind of hope out of your body from being successful. They do that from fear of watching someone else succeed because they want people on the benches. They want people on the sidelines with them. It's easier to sit on the sidelines with people versus watch people out there making the plays and actually doing something and making a difference. So if you got something you want to do, do it. Don't look for or seek approval from other people. Do what your heart tells you to do. You know, we talk about seeking approval. Sometimes we seek approval from those closest to us. We want those people that are closest to us to approve of what we're doing. We want to feel like a good man or a good woman. When they look at us, you want to feel pride from those closest to you in your inner circle. And sometimes you're not going to get it. Sometimes you're going to be there with a spouse who doesn't support you. Rather, they tolerate you. And you're going to feel that. You're going to feel it with every ounce of your being. You know, there's a lot of spouses that think that they support their significant other, but they don't. They actually tolerate their significant other. And there's a huge difference between the two. If you have a spouse in your life that supports 70% of what you do, I promise you the other 30% that they don't support is resentment for what you do. And that's a shitty, shitty feeling. It's a feeling that makes you feel isolated from your own family. It's a feeling 
that makes you feel like everything you've done in life, everything that you've accomplished, everything that you've worked for is for absolutely fucking nothing. And it's a hard pill to swallow. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I think some of the hardest things for spouses to understand that that go through this roller coaster ride with us in mental wellness is is this. We have connections to people like us that understand it, that get it. And they get it from the same viewpoint as us. Many spouses want to understand and they just can't. There's nothing you can tell them. There's nothing you can show them. There's nothing you can do to make them understand. Many times they'll always be there to remind you when you slip up. Very seldom are they going to be there to celebrate with you alongside of you your accomplishments. Hopefully you have that. Hopefully you have somebody in your corner that will celebrate with you. And unfortunately, some of you may have somebody in a corner that just kind of depends on you to be there. And that's it. So when there is something to celebrate, you're doing it by yourself. When you go out and you do something well, be proud of yourself. Don't be looking over your shoulder for those in your inner circle to come by and shake your hand and pat you on the backside. Do it because you know it's right. I think, like I said, one of the hardest things is for spouses to understand. And I try to make sense of this for everybody. It's like an alcoholic who's, who, who is married to someone who is not an alcoholic. Okay, You don't understand that addiction that they have. You know that they have an addiction, and that's about the extent of it. You say you support them by staying there with them, but technically, you, are you supporting or are you tolerating? Know the difference. Toleration is not support. That alcoholic may not want to be an alcoholic. That alcoholic may want help, but he may just need to talk to someone just like him to help him. And he may have people in that inner circle like him, and it may be females, it may be males. And if you're a spouse out there, you can't get upset When the one that you supposedly love and support has a support group other than you, you are not the only support group. It can't be that way. It just can't be that way. You are a piece of the puzzle to help this person. Y'all got to understand this. I think we have a lot of spouses that fly off the handle. A lot of spouses that um, when they find out their significant other has other support means, they should be proud of that. They should not be resentful for that because that is fucking dangerous to the person who is experiencing the problems. There are just certain ways that you will never be able to communicate with your significant other. I don't care how hard you try. They will never understand it until they understand it, which which means until they go through it themselves, they will never understand it fully. I want you to think about who's in your corner and I want you to think about why they're there. And I want you to, to, to understand, are they there because they just depend on you for what you do, what you provide, what you bring to the table? Are they there because they truly love and support you, not tolerate you? 
One thing in mental health, when you're trying to be, be better is when you feel tolerated, you feel like a fucking monster. When you feel tolerated, you don't feel loved. You don't feel accepted for who you are. You don't feel valued for any of the achievements you've made. All you feel is that toleration and you just wait for the next misstep for everything to come undone. And in essence, how you make, how we talk about those of us damaged from post-traumatic stress or whatever mental health disorders, we talk about how we make our spouses, et cetera, and families walk on eggshells. Well, we too walk on eggshells. We too. And we walk on those eggshells when we feel tolerated and not supported. Know the difference. And do better for yourself. If you're going to be with somebody, be with somebody that supports you fully and has your back. Not just 70% of the time, not 40% of the time. When it's convenient for them. Not because... They want you to have certain friends or not have certain connections because that bothers them because they're not secure enough with their own self to understand that their spouse may need support outside of the household. Your first priority is yourself. Your first priority is taking care of you and putting the support around yourself that allows you to be the best you possible. And sometimes that means reducing the size of your inner circle. Being alone sucks. Not having a juicy inner circle is lonely. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'll take fucking lonely over feeling tolerated any day of the week. And you should think about that as well. I'd rather go through life lonely than go through life Watching every step that I take, wondering about every phone call I make, wondering about every conversation I have, wondering about every healthy connection I have, being exposed or potentially exposed or, or, or thought of being an unhealthy relation or that being an unhealthy relationship or a connection. You cannot, I'm telling you right now from Spouses can be your biggest support base or they can be your, your, the most, the biggest thing, the most delicate, fragile thing to your mental health. You got to make sure that you're on the same page. That takes communication. And sometimes that communication has been broken for many years. Sometimes that communication, you can't reestablish it because it come becomes a fucking competition. It becomes a competition with your spouse about who you were versus the things you said 10, 15 fucking years ago, okay, that they can't seem to let go of. Sometimes spouses have a hard time watching you grow. Let's just be honest. I'm going to be honest here. Sometimes spouses get resentful for watching your success, for watching your growth. And that's a sad thing to say, but it is true. It's very true. Like I said, it's hard sitting on the sidelines watching the team out there kicking ass. It is very fucking hard. It takes a very special person to never be in the game or to be in the game silently and not getting any applause for themselves, but to be applauding you for your growth and your tremendous output and work and everything that you do so your family can be better. I'm speaking from a man's point of view because I'm not a woman. 
But I think one of the primary jobs of a man is to fend for and take care of his family. And if you're doing that, you're fucking winning. You're absolutely winning at life. With all of your faults. With all of your impurities. With all of your indiscretions. Whatever they may be. If you are taking care of your family. And they are not wanting for anything. You are fucking winning. And I want you to be proud of yourself. Roll the window down. Stick your hand out the window today. Not if you're up north because it's freezing fucking cold. And feel that feel that breeze in your hand. You know what that's like when you're going down the road and you got your hand out the window and you're doing the wave with it and just how nice and relaxing that feels. It feels celebratory. Feel that. Own that. If nobody else is going to be proud of you, God damn it, be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself for even the smallest achievements that you make in life. Some of the hardest decisions you'll ever have to make in life is walking away from things that you truly care about. And that guilt starts to set in. And that guilt is what keeps you coming back to it. That guilt is what keeps you in a toxic environment. Toxic doesn't mean people yelling at one another. Toxic doesn't mean arguing all the time. Toxic can mean a lack of support. Toxic can mean a lack of understanding to the point where it affects your mental health to the point where you're goddamn suicidal. That can be toxic. But the guilt is what will keep you coming back to an environment that is not good for you anymore. Sometimes you outgrow your environment. I want you to understand that. Sometimes people grow in different directions. And if you're not growing in the same direction, there's a lot of distance in between that needs to be filled. And there's a lot of misunderstandings in between. And it's not good for you. It's not good for the other person. You know, the divorce rate in this business is so high. It's like 70, 80%. And it's just sad. And it all, it all boils down to communication. And if there's an extreme lack of communication for a very long period of time, there's no way to make that up. You got to get in front of it early or you'll, you'll always be playing catch up. You'll always be behind it. There's never going to be a perfect time for anything in life that you do. Everyone tries to plan. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. It's good to have a plan, but it's also important to understand that plans fail all the time and time is not on your side. We don't control our clock. Our, our, our destiny clock, if you will. We don't control that. We don't control how much time is on it. We just get to control right now and the decisions we make today. I'll never forget a guy told me some one time, my buddy Jacob Forrest told me this, and we were in a, we were in a fire station. Jacob, he's dead now. He died in a car wreck. But Jacob told me one time, one of the one of the most important sayings that I've, I think I've ever heard. He says, sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are almost always the same thing. And the hardest decisions of your life may be the most appropriate decisions of your life. And the longer you drag that out, the more of a mental health toll it's going to take on you and it's going to take on people that you love. I just need you to understand that. 
I need you to understand that letting guilt keep you glued to something that's not healthy for you is not healthy for anyone. And you got to know when it's time, it's time to put yourself first so you can be better for everybody involved. I think getting outside of your comfort zone is very important. I think that uh, trying new things is extremely important. Um, I still don't really eat vegetables to this day. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll have one. Um, but I don't, for whatever reason, I don't like them. I think because I convinced myself at such a young age that I hated them with a passion. Um, that I never got around trying them. I just always convinced myself. What, what am I getting at? I'm getting at this. I went straight diva the other day and I tried to do something new with my hair. And <laughs> now y'all know me. I'm not, I don't really give a shit about being pretty. I don't like prettiness. I don't like proper prim and proper and like net nicely groomed dudes. I think dudes are meant to be rugged cavemen. Like you just come out of the cave, go, go beat your dinner down and then cook it and eat it half raw. And you stink. I mean, that's, that's a man to me. Right. So I've never let anybody cut my beard ever, ever. Like I've never let anybody get close to, to touching it. I don't only let my kids touch my beard. That's how I'm all about like, Hey, leave, leave. You can have anything I own. You could take my gal, but don't you touch my fucking beard. I mean, that's kind of like where I'm at. So it was like this. I actually said, you know what? I'm going to go get my hair cut because my hair was really long because I, I was uh, I haven't been on tour since December the 8th was my last tour date down in Florida. And so I've been off. My hair has gotten quite long and it's long enough to where I can wear it straight back. And I was like, you know what? I saw some pictures of some dudes that look pretty cool. I was like, man, they have beards. They got their hair back. That looks pretty cool. So I went to a um, barber shop and said, I want to look like this. I said, can you make my hair look like this? And this is the other thing. Be yourself. Don't try to look like anybody. Don't try to fucking be like anybody. And I'm the pot calling a kettle black right now because I did this, but I've never done this. This is the first time in my life. And this is why I've always tried to stay with just be who I am. Don't try to look and be like anybody else, right? <clears throat> I walk in this barbershop. I tell the dude, look, man, just want a little off my beard. I just want to keep the, keep the shape of it, but just take a little bit off of it. Man, when he got done, I looked 12. I look like a 12-year-old with a beard. My beard's short now. I don't like it. It still looks, I mean, it looks good, but it's just not, it doesn't look like, um, I don't look like a caveman right now. It's just pretty. Like he cut, I like, I. if you ever see me, I always have, um, this is going to sound disgusting, but I always have um, long mustache hairs, like to the point where they're like in my mouth sometimes. I, I like, I don't know why. I like, I like rubbing on them. Um, like, especially when I'm in the gym, I like. Like just pulling my mustache hair with my mouth like I'm a goat or something. I don't know. I mean, it's, I like long mustache hair. But anyway, they trimmed it down. And um, I didn't like that. And then what they did with my hair, y'all, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I can't even show y'all. I did post a picture on my stories. And I think I posted one on uh, Facebook. But I had to go to a, I had to go to another shop. And this young lady saved my life. <laughs> so what they did is they, they cut my hair and I slicked it back. And it looked like someone took a blueberry muffin with no blueberries in it and just did that to my hair. Like the sides were all short, but the top was so long, it would just look like a big muffin. 
And I was walking around for two days trying to accept it. And every mirror I walked by would look in and I would just cringe. And I have this date coming up for post-traumatic purpose down at Fire Rescue East in Daytona, Florida next week on uh, January the 18th. And I'm doing a keynote presentation. No, 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 excuse me. I'm I'm teaching my course, post-traumatic purpose, excuse me. And I kept looking in the mirror. I said, there's no way I can get up in front of people and teach with this hair like this. I can't even describe to y'all how stupid it looked. And I was so angry. And I was so fortunate. There's a young lady that follows me on Instagram who I saw. She has a shop near, kind of nearby. And that, so I don't know anybody that cuts hair. I'm not like that's, I go to sport clips and I didn't tell you all my sport clip story, but sport clips kind of did me wrong. Um, I waited for 45 minutes one day, a couple weeks ago to get a haircut. And I sat there waiting. There was nobody else there. I was in line and the people were just in there. Like there was one lady, she was cleaning up and she was cleaning for 45 minutes. And I'm sitting there waiting. I didn't say anything because I'm working on my patience and I'm working on being a better human and not confrontational. Well, a guy walks in and sits down. He checks in on the board. He's behind me on the check-in list. I'm, I'm what they call on deck. <laughs> and she just walks over and says, Mr. House, he's going to, um, he's been waiting. He's going to come with me. And then you can, you can go to the other fellow when he finishes. And I was like, what the fuck? I just sat here for 45 minutes. So anyway, that, so I, I ended up walking out and I didn't say anything, which I was proud of myself. So anyway, I reach out to this young lady who's on my Instagram. Who's a, she supports what I do. And I'm super thankful for that. And I just took a shot in the dark and I was like, Hey, is there any way you could save me? Like, I know you're probably busy, but she said, actually, if you can be here by one I, I can squeeze you in. Dude, I went there. The woman saved my life. And so now I have my normal hair again. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. <laughs> so case in point, just be you try to do things differently, but don't, don't, don't do them for the wrong reasons. Don't try to look like anybody. If you want to switch it up and you want to look like a muffin, do it because you want to look like a muffin, not because you want to look like some dude you saw in a picture. I don't know why I like talking about living in the moment so much. I feel like I talk about that a lot, but I I think I think we as humans, we were predisposed to doing the safe things and doing what society expects of us because um, well, these are the rules kind of thing. I like that saying in Greece, the rules are, there ain't no rules. You know, Every, he, that was perfect. The only thing he should have said is fuck your rules. But, um, I, I truly believe you can talk yourself out of anything in the world. You only need one reason to do something one, but we always give ourselves a million reasons why we won't do something. And then when we don't do it, what ends up happening? Regret. You start thinking about, well, what could have happened? What, what I should have done was this. How could I have done this? And, and you start, you put that on your plate and it stays on your plate forever. It's an experience that you could have had with your life, whatever it may be, that you talk yourself out of. And I'm just, I try to be encouraging, man. I try not to discourage people from doing things that they want to do. Even though sometimes I'll see somebody, try, well, they want to do something so stupid. And I know better, but they don't. But who am I to crush their dreams? Who am I to say why that's stupid? It might not be stupid to that person. I remember when I started doing stand-up comedy, you know, 14 years ago, 15 years ago, you know how many people told me that was stupid and that 
I remember the funniest thing to me was like, you'll never make money doing stand-up comedy. Let me tell you something. You do just fine in stand-up comedy if you want to. Where you don't make money is following the rules. You don't make money being people's bitch. You don't make money having somebody pull your fucking strings. Sound familiar? You make money when you work for you and you don't owe anything to anybody. That's when you make money at anything you want to do in life. Okay? Anytime there's somebody standing over you like a fucking puppet master, that's when you don't make money. So, I used to love hearing people say that because they had no business, no knowledge of the actual business. These are people that knew nothing about the entertainment industry. These are people that never stood on a stage and told a joke. These are no these are people that never made an actual connection with people outside of their workplace. So, how can you have any kind of legitimate stance on where you can or can't make money just because that's something you heard. That's something you saw online, you know, man, there, there are so many ways to make money. It's, uh, it's, it's actually kind of fucking mind blowing at the things you can do. I don't want to get on a a money thing, but I, I do want to talk about living in the moment because how many people do you know, or they're not happy with their life. They're not happy with what they're doing in life. I talked with a young lady, when was this, two weeks ago? And uh, she told me, I hate my fucking job. Do you? Are you hiring? I don't make good money doing what I'm doing. And when I just saw that, I, I, I fucking hated it for her because one, that's because she's putting all her eggs in one basket, right? She is depending on somebody else to tell her what her value is. And that's, that's where you go wrong. You determine your own value. And if you hate your job, guess what? Go get a new one. Don't have a job. That's my, that's my thing. Don't have a job. Have a passion. Be passionate about what you do in life. The money will come. And that's hard because people have bills now. But if you're not stupid with your money and you don't run up a bunch of debt, you don't need a job in a hurry. Don't get me started. Do the things in life you want to do. Stop talking yourself out of things. Stop talking yourself out of situations. When your heart, if it's making your heart beat, do it. Who gives a fuck? You're going to be dead one day. Who cares? Do it. If it makes your heart beat, listen to me. If it makes your heart beat, do it. As long as you're not hurting people, do it. That would be my words of wisdom. That's what I would tell my children. If it makes you feel alive, do it. There's nothing worse. I don't think there's anything worse than feeling numb and feeling nothing. And feeling dead inside. And not looking forward to the day. I don't think there's anything worse than that. Maybe death. Maybe death is is worse, but that is death. That's the same thing. It's, It's just... It's just... Alive death. I don't know if I can't think of a word quick enough, but that's what it is to me. Walking death, dead man walking kind of thing. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. What makes your heart beat? What gets you excited? What makes you feel alive? What gives you a shot of adrenaline? That's not methamphetamine, by the way. Now I'm not talking about drugs or anything, but what does it for you? Is there anything Because I know people that say nothing gets them like that anymore. 
We always talking the other day, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, where we say, why was being a child so much fun? Do you know why? Because that's what it was all about. It's just about having fun. It was about new experiences and new people. Listen to what I'm telling you. And new people in your life. And it was meeting them. And it was learning from them. And learning about one another. Well, I think, and the fact that you didn't really have responsibilities. Now, if you look at being an adult, if you can minimize those responsibilities, what I I mean by that is this. Yeah, have your family, have your job, have all of that. But reduce your risk by reducing, get ready, financial class here, by reducing your debt. If you reduce debt in your life, it's it's an exhilarating feeling. If, if if exhilarating even works with that sentence, I don't know. It just sounded good. When you reduce debt, you reduce some of that responsibility. You reduce some of that liability in your life, and you can breathe a little. Man, the more you breathe, they, you know, that's what they say. When you're debt free, right? You you walk different. You talk different. Everything's different because the world's not so heavy. Financial financial problems can put some weight on your ass that you that you just don't you don't want. This I'm not trying to be Dave Ramsey here, but just don't be if there's a way in your life that you can you can offload some of that pressure through your financial um background or not your background, but through your with your finances. I would highly suggest do that. I, I, and I know it's fucking eggs are $11 a carton. That's because y'all voted for the man. Oops. Slipped up and made a political funny. Um, I don't like thinking about people wasting their life. I don't. I've seen. I know people close to me that, that have they've given years of their life to the couch. And when I think about that, it makes me sad because it makes me think of all the experiences that are out there in the world that they're missing out on. They're not getting it because they find comfort and comfort will steal happiness from you. Comfort feels good, but comfort can be a joy thief too. Comfort can steal all bunch of your your ambitions from you. Comfort can steal desires from you. Comfort can take your health from you. Comfort, I think comfort might be one of the deadliest things in this on this planet. If you're scared to get uncomfortable, guess what? You're too fucking comfortable. I'm going to close out with uh, talking just a little bit about what's going on with post-traumatic purpose. So, we are, I want to say I have right now on the books 15 dates that uh, for 2023 and a bunch that are kind of penciled in. One of the cool ones that um, that we're looking at is doing something with the ATF, uh, the alcohol, alcohol tobacco firearms. So I'm really excited about that. But if you're in or near any of these cities on these dates, I want you to listen up because you're welcome to come out. Um, and there's one that um, is closed off, but I want you to listen. These are actually there's two. January the 18th, I'll be in Daytona, Florida at the Florida Fire Chiefs Association for Fire Rescue East, where I'll be teaching post-traumatic purpose. 
Um, then I'm off until February the 23rd where I'll be in Valparaiso, Indiana. Uh, and I'll be doing that for the Mac Foundation up there. Uh, March the 6th, I'm in New Braunfels, Texas. March the 8th, I'm in Bourne, Texas. March the 30th and 31st, I'm in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina with the Hilton Head Fire and Rescue, but that's closed off to those employees only. Um, March or April the 4th, I'm in College Park, Maryland for the Professional Firefighters of Maryland. And April the 15th, I'm in Salt Lake City for the Utah Fraternal Order of Police. They are sponsoring an event for all first responders. May the 16th and 17th, I'm excited because that's police week, man. I'll be in uh, Dubuque, Iowa, doing a multi-jurisdictional post-traumatic purpose course for first responders there. uh, There's going to be responders from nine nine different counties. So it's going to be, I don't know, 20-something agencies. So this is going to be really cool. Uh, June 14th, I'll be in Worcester, Mass, or Massachusetts, for those of you that don't know that, um, which is all y'all should know that. So um, I'll be in Worcester, Mass for doing a keynote presentation for the professional firefighters of Massachusetts convention, their biennial convention. Uh, There's supposed to be a thousand firefighters at this thing. So that's going to be really cool. And that's closed off for those guys and girls. Um, July the 11th, I'll be in Boston, Massachusetts. We haven't nailed down the exact location for that, but I'm going to be working with my boys over at scars and stripes. Y'all check them out on Instagram. Um, We'll be, be doing an event there and that's open to all first responders and family members. And then September the 20th, I'll be in Martinsville, Indiana, for those of you that want to come out to that. Now, we are definitely adding more dates. Um, so ch- please check my website periodically, travishowes.com, T-R-A-V-I-S-H-O-W-Z-E.com, or check my Instagram. Look, man, I can't I can't thank you all enough. I did, you, two years ago when I was sitting down to hit record, there, there, you know, most of you have been with me the whole time. And there's some that have fell off because, we, to be honest with you, we just tell too many dick jokes. And we talk about dicks and dildos too much, and they just that wasn't for them. And I get it. Um, but for those of you that are still here, thank you. Um, this is really special to me. It's really special that I can just sit down and share some of my thoughts with you on occasion. Um, and, and the support just means everything in the world to me. So thank y'all, thank y'all so much. Much. I mean, a hundred episodes. That's I'm proud of that. I'm um, even if nobody you know, in my inner circle tells me I'm proud of it. You know, it's, um, it's not easy to sit down and, and put some of this stuff out there. And it's, uh, I believe it's helpful. Um, I, I don't believe it. I know it is because, you know, I see, I see the after effects of it. You know, I want to, man, I, I want to tell y'all a story. It's on the tip of my tongue, <clears throat> but it's, but I can't because it's just, It'd be speaking ill of of a place, and I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to go down that road. But I guess what I'll tell you is this. Don't worry about what people think about you because people don't know. People are going to think what they want to think, right? They're going to see what they want to see. And and I'm going to tell you right now, nine times out of ten, if, if you're succeeding, it whatever they're they're seeing and whatever they're saying about you it's all coming from an envious place and it's coming from a jealous place so try not to lose any sleep over it just keep doing you keep your nose to the grindstone and keep doing good things all right and don't ever let anybody's opinion of you hold you back please go out there and kick this world's ass your time clock is ticking all right 
So go get after it and do all the things you want to do. Go make your heart beat. I love y'all.